Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have a lot of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession in a healthy way. And today we have an encore performance here, encore interview um, with Bart Roberts, because Bart was here talking about some wellness tips and his personal journey and how he has managed to uh, take care of himself and his health so that he can continue in his profession in a healthy way. But then I put a plea out. I said, hey, I need people with some productivity tips specifically. And Bart reached out and said, I'll help you out, Leslie. So he's here today. Thanks, Bart. You're welcome. I'm honored to be back. Hey, we trombone players have to stick together, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and uh, Bart's going to share two specific student organizational tips that have really contributed to his students, like taking ownership of some of their own stuff and the success that it's had with um, eliminating the students who have to constantly interrupt rehearsals with, where's my music? What's going on? So they can actually spend time practicing the music. And they've saved a lot of time and frustration. And he's like, I didn't really invent this, but I'd like to share. And so he told me about it. I said, yes. So here we are. Here we are to share that with you guys that are listening today. Cool. Literally, we're here with two two tips. So uh, maybe you go going on a walk or where you're, whatever you're listening to, um, we'll get this in and you will have something takeaway. You can go, what would that look like in my classroom? So tell us a little bit about um, your journey as a music educator and um, a little bit of that before we dive into this. Sure. Um, so I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana, and then my father was an orthodontist and moved to Elkhart, Indiana, the home of Vincent Bach, when I was in second grade. And I grew up in the Elkhart Community Schools, went through the Elkhart Schools, and went on to Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana, and was uh, did a master, a bachelor's and a master's degree there. And I'm a trombonist, and I've taught in Indiana now. This is year eight. 19 or 20. And then I taught four years in the Houston, Texas area on the North side in Klein ISD. Um, but I'm back in Indiana with a family of four here, rocking out, teaching middle school band. Um, this will be my fourth year in Mishawaka. I'm excited to add an assistant to my program here coming up real soon. She's going to be doing orchestra and band with us. So we're excited to add to the, to the team. Um, I have, I teach seventh and eighth grade band. We start in the seventh grade and um, at my old school that I used to teach in South Bend for over 15 years, which is just to the West of where I'm at um, near Notre Dame. I I started kids in fifth all the way through eighth. And then halfway through my time there, they cut it back to sixth through eighth grade school. Um, So it's been different adjusting and over the last four years to starting seventh graders and having to catch up. Because so, there's such different developmental stages yeah, if you're starting a yeah. fifth grader versus a seventh grader. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of our program is I'm doing as much as I can in the sixth grade level. What well, no, most would do probably in the fifth or sixth grade level as seventh graders and trying to get them to the eighth grade level as quick as I can. And then the eighth graders are kind of filling in the gaps and trying to get them ready for high school. Um, we have a high school band program, about 120 kids. In Mishawaka, and then I have about 200 between the two grade levels at the middle school. Yeah, that's a lot of people to manage. And we can, I think we can all relate to that. And as we said earlier, uh, there's a lot of paper 
that yeah. goes around yep. being a band director. All you picture your desks right now. What do they look yeah. like in, in December through? Yeah, all the time. I, I remember so, uh, so much of that um, when I was teaching high school, especially. Um, but I learned when I moved to middle school this year that organization for sixth graders is not an inherent skill that they have. I would <laughs> no, hand the not. students music and I would hand them a folder and I'd be like, here you go. I don't think most of them made the connection that the music was supposed to go into the folder, but I didn't make that discovery till well into the school year when everybody's stuff was in their backpacks or not in their backpacks and wrinkled up or wadded up. And, Oh, yep. what do you mean? We needed it again the next day kind of thing. And so um, maybe, maybe you'd experience some things like this, perhaps actually, I know you probably did. So I want you to talk to us about um, you're going to tell us a couple of things that you do now that help, but tell us the situation that kind of led you to creating some systems. So about seven or eight years ago, maybe, maybe longer, I felt like I was overwhelmed by the amount of sheet music that I was having to manage. I was doing at one point had three grade levels to manage and I had different levels of different pieces of music. Plus all the fundamental things we do, scale sheets, rhythm sheets, theory sheets. I felt like I was just, things were out of control. I'd have 50 piles with everything binder clipped laying on a table. It would, I would start the day with a seventh grade pile, eighth grade pile, sixth grade pile, and they'd be pretty organized. And by the end of the day, it was like everything was everywhere. Mine were all crisscross piles. That was exactly. My yeah, yeah, never. It was just a mess. And so one night I went home and I'm going to give a lot of credit for the file box idea to my mom. My mom managed my dad's ortho practice for he was an orthodontist in the Elkhart area for 30 years. And she said, have you ever thought about keeping those in a file folder box? I was like, no. So we went out and bought a black tub that could hold file folders and just the sticky tabs to label everything. So I started labeling every piece of everything we had. And I'd have like this past year, I think I had 20 folders or 25 folders going at a time. And I would just, and everything would go in there. And when my classroom, I use a timer on the screen so kids know when they when they come in, how much time they have to set up. And I tell them that's preparation time. And I started doing that probably 15 years ago. And like during that time, you can come get music out of the tub, which that's where the tub thing started to develop. And or during class, you could go get something out of the tub rather than Mr. Roberts. Can you get me this piece of music? Because I found myself stopping class multiple times and at the time i was teaching 40 minute periods and getting interrupted 10 15 20 times for various things and a lot of the time it was sheet music or i don't have that scale sheet or i don't have because a kid was out or a kid was in and i had i taught a really transient school so kids were in and out all the time and we all i think we all deal with that a lot they're in and out for many different things and I started this file box thing. Well, then when I made my move to the school I'm at now, one of my colleagues, they had used, the, the colleague that I teach with the high school director, they had used three-ring binders. They just, everybody was required to get a three-ring binder. They were to keep their music in the three-ring binder. They even hole-punched their method books. And they kept their method book in the three-ring binder. And he said to me, he saw lots of music, not, no, it cut down the amount of mess that they had. So I was like, okay, let's do that. So my first two years, we did the three ring binder. A lot of times I would, you don't have a binder, here you go. I would get a box. We have a, a free teacher score or store, not score, store here in our area that gives out school 
school supplies to teachers if you get and we would get a box of folders there or somebody would give us i've even bought boxes of binders for kids and pass out binders to kids this past year i made the decision to make the jump to okay now we're going to put in dividers well I went to a PD session either at Midwest or Conselmer Institute and heard directors talking about, hey, they labeled this and this and this and they're in their in their binders. And they're talking about every kid had to have a binder. And I'm like, oh, well, these people are onto something maybe. And so I started to slowly, and I mean, and this is over a 10-year period that I finally just start just decide, okay, I'm going into this head first and we're gonna do it. So this past year we had four sections in our binders where we had fundamentals, music theory sheets, rhythm charts, and our sheet music. And I told the kids, that's where everything goes. We ran into problems when I would have solos. We ran into problems when we they would not know where to put stuff. So we had to kind of figure that out. This summer, that's something I'm kind of starting to think about. How do I want to reorganize this? How do I want to replan it? And I think this can always, this is ever evolving. I went to another PD session with um, Robert Herrings from Austin, Texas. He was talking about binders and how they had multiple sections. And that spurred me to do some digging. And I started looking online at band binders. I typed in band binders or different things to see what I would find. And I found some sessions at different conferences where they're talking about, okay, this is, this is, these are the things we put in our binders. They even have pencil pouches. You know, and my my personal my students, I don't feel like I can expect them to buy a pencil pouch and stuff like that. If I can find a way to get somebody to give them to the to them, I can do it. I feel like I can ask them to buy a binder or buy a binder from me. And as long as I provide the divider tabs, I feel like I'm okay. So this coming year, I'm going to try to jump to where have five to seven sections. Maybe I'm still not sure. We were even talking about this before we started recording. I'm, I'm not really sure exactly where I want to go with it. Um, I'm at, we're adding a director to our team and I kind of want to give her some ownership in this decision-making process too. Um, and I've even asked some kids cause we teach, we teach lessons in the summer and I've asked a few kids, Hey, what would help you be more organized? And these are the kids that are like, Hey, I want to take lessons. I want to do this. So they're, they even, I'm trying to give them some input in the situation. Cause then when it comes down to it, it's their group. I'm just the one, I'm the compass in the ensemble for the ensemble. So, um, and then, and then the last step that I'm going to initiate this year that we didn't do is I'm going to give every kid a, a paper to go in the front to label their binder with their name, with the school logo and their instrument on it um, to try to keep them more organized. And what we've seen in the last four years, I feel like I've had, maybe two or three kids that lose music. And it's the kid that everybody has in their program that no matter what you try, they're just, they're just, it takes them a little bit longer to yeah. get to the point where they get it. Um, or the kid that has the backpack with 60 books in it and they shove it in there and the binder just disintegrates. Um, if they take care of it, they're usually okay. Like I had a kid come to lessons this summer, the binder was alphabet, cause we didn't give them an order. Everything was in each section was alphabetized or numbered. And I never told the kid to do that, but he had done all this, even extra stuff that he had found. He was putting, Hey, and he's like, I wasn't sure what section to put this in. Does this go here? So that, so some kids, it clicks right away. 
Yeah. But you know, that makes it, they can figure out what works for them. And, and yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And that they're, it's having a system, not necessarily the system you use, but right. having a system that matters. Before we get to our final uh, question here, I want to invite all of our listeners to take a minute and think about how you can put some of these practices we've been talking about on our episodes into practice in your own life. Welcome Band Director Bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual bootcamp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tuned systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. All right, we are back with Bart Roberts for one final question. And Bart, I want to ask you, you know, you talked about the file box and the three ring binders, and then you said, and I hope everybody heard this, that this process wasn't overnight and you're constantly refining it. So how about the teacher that goes, oh my God, I understand having the crisscross papers or the pile for each class and it's a hot mess by the end of the day and nobody can find anything and blah, blah, blah. How do they, they can't fix it all by tomorrow. Could you give us kind of an idea of your suggestion for where to start? What steps would you do first and second? The first thing I would maybe do is get that box and file folders and make just, I mean, 25 bucks and buy that box and organize it. Or if you can find, we have a, we have in our band room, this it's like, I think it's out of a doctor's office to magazine tray where you can drop magazines in it. Find some system where those that music is in some kind of where it's not just loose. I actually you know, use file cabinets. I had one file cabinet per yeah. class, and it was just labeled on the front which class was which. If they were absent, they opened it, and boom, it was yep. there. Some kind of the way to stuff. yeah. Some kind of way to restrain it so that it just doesn't get chaotic. Yeah. And then, okay. I mean, even as we're talking about this, I'm thinking about how can I get my kids more ownership in. Um, helping this organization one thing i heard recently was people give out have missing music and they have a kid that's the librarian i think you've maybe even had somebody on a previous episode talk about this um have that librarian kid hey where's when you know try to get the kids involved in those in those in those situations but i would bite off small bits of it do what you feel comfortable and do what but I think the file box is something you could do in one evening. And that re- and- that reduces the visual clutter in your classroom right away, yep. which is so helpful for all of us who are distracted by it. Yep. And our students, yep. when it's visually cluttered, our brains get more cluttered. So that will have yep. the biggest bang to start with. What would you do next? Probably get everybody to put their music in a binder. If I can get everybody to get some kind of three ring binder. I, I know you the know, music stores all I- across the country. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say PTA always wants to give away money for grants. That's perfect yep. for them. It's something so that students can keep their music accessible. Every kid has a way to hold on to it, to this resources we've already invested in, keeps them there. You know, 
anybody out there, Grant Redding's easy with chat GPT. I can help you do it in a heartbeat. Um, but yeah, something like this, get a classroom set of binders and have PTA or a music store, put their logo on the back of it. And right? I know there might be some of you that are concerned about, about, okay, well, what about not photocopying something? What about this? What about it? The, in the law, I made the decision now, whatever you're, if you're not comfortable with the, with, if you're like somebody that doesn't want to photocopy and wants to use originals. And I made a decision in my career 20 plus years ago that I felt like as long as I'm purchasing music legitimately from composers and then I'm destroying everything when I'm done with it and restarting every time that most composers are okay. I've had conversations with a few. There's modern composers that in their, in their music, photocopy away because they've been in the trenches. Tyler Grant is yeah. one who's a friend that I've had this conversation with before about that. I mean, you got to do what you're comfortable with. I've really appreciated I, composers that have done that. Yeah. So that, so that but, we can, and with the weird instrumentation so that we can just do that with a clear conscience, knowing we've paid yep. for a classroom set and our classroom looks different this year or last year or next time. But I think about the community band I've played in where they give us original copies of music it's in well the jazz group I play in. Everything we have is originals. It's in a folder, and I think to myself, if I lose this folder and everything spills out, I've completely destroyed a library of a hundred plus tunes. So that's on my mind. All and I think about I go a twelve year old. Oh God, yeah. So okay. I, you know, so that's it's, something where if you, but but to circle back to our con, our what we're going for is the you know, bite off a small chunk, whatever you feel like you can do. And if you can do, if you can do the file box or the file cabinet or whatever, or, I mean, you can buy a paper box and just yeah. organize folders in it, whatever system works best. I think just to control the, like you'd said, the clutter in the front of the room. And that was another thing for me. I hated having my office. If you were to see the office I'm sitting in right now, there's things on the floor, everything. But in my classroom, my classroom is like, I don't want anything in front of my kids to where they're distracted. Yeah. You know, unless it's distractions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Those were some really practical tips and and, uh, helping us envisioning right now what our classrooms have looked like in the past and what could it look like if we got those loose pieces of paper organized, facilitate students finding them themselves and the time you save and they empower them to do more. So thanks. Bart, thanks so much for coming back for an encore conversation yeah, today. No, I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored. Thank awesome. you. And thank you to all you listeners every day who are making a difference in the kids' lives through the magic of music education. The work you do matters, and so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of Productivity and Wellness Tips to make your life a little easier. <laughs>